Welcome to the Underdog Sniper Podcast. I am your host, MG, MG Covers. Super excited to bring you a brand new episode, title of today's podcast, Why Closing Line Value is Overrated. So super pumped to bring you this uh, podcast. As always, greatly appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. I think we're now at, I haven't checked it, but I know we were heard in 17 different countries. It might have been 18. I didn't check it this week. Been extremely busy. But greatly appreciate the support and those of you that um, actually subscribe to the podcast. Um, and if you do me a favor, if you haven't written a, a review on Apple, I would greatly appreciate that. That helps the the way they run their um, metrics or rating system. The more reviews uh, you have, four five star reviews, whatever it is, the highest review you can get, the better. Um, ranking you'll get in your podcast. So if you haven't done that and you're a regular uh, listener, hey man, I greatly appreciate you uh, writing a, a positive review for me on the podcast. All righty, so this will be somewhat controversial. Um, why closing line value is overrated. And I think we first need to establish what closing line value is because a lot of people don't know. All right, you hear closing line value, you'll see if you see people tweeting about it, they'll call it CLV, which is just the acronym for it, closing line value. So it comes from the closing line. And what the closing line is in sports betting is the number when the game starts. That's the final line, which means they're not going to move the line. It's not a live – I mean, they'll, you can still live wager, but the actual – what the line closed at. The closing line value – represents the margin difference in percentage from the opening line to the closing line or or the line you played it at versus what it closed at. And what you're trying to do, essentially, the premise behind it <clears throat> is you're trying to beat the closing line. And what 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 defines you beating the closing line is if you get a better line than the line closed at. For example, let's say in a basketball game, let's say the Golden State Warriors are minus seven and a half. You play it maybe during the day or at whatever point, you play it at minus seven and a half. At tip off, when the game kicks off or tips off, the line moves to eight, closes at eight. So you beat the closing line because you got the, you wagered the game at seven and a half, the line closes at eight. So how do we calculate closing line value? We take, remember when you're doing margins, you always put the little number on top, the smallest number. So you got a number of seven, half, and an eight. So you take seven and a half divided by eight, and that gives you 0.93, and you subtract one, and that gives you 0.0625. So let's just, let's just say 6%. So you had closing line value of 6%. And now, one thing about closing line value, this is a general rule, and everything in sports betting is about the majority of the time. There's nothing that works 100%. But the premise is, and this is true, if you beat closing line value, the majority of the time, that wager will win. Okay? That's true. And let me give you a money line example as well. A line, let's say it's uh, hockey. Let's say you can get Montreal for plus 140. You play it at plus 140. 
three hours later, line closes at plus 120. So you you played it at plus 140, line moves down to plus 120. You do the same thing. 120 divided by 140 is 0.85 minus 1, and your closing line value percentage is 14%, which is really good. All right. So now that we've explained it, I want to talk about why closing line value is overrated. Now, first and foremost, the most important thing in sports handicapping is you have to have a model. Got to have a model to do this business. Not only a model, but a, a proven statistical model to recognize discrepancies in your line versus the sportsbook line. Sportsbook lines are based on market perception, biased, et cetera. Sport, um, a statistically driven model is 100% statistically based and will be more accurate than a sportsbook line. Now, how does that relate to closing line value? Well, it, it's just this. You hear, and again, I'm not saying that it's not important. I'm just saying that it's extremely overrated, overvalued. All right? Because when you, if you were to tell people, the majority of people that wager on sports, maybe even listen to this podcast, not unless you're a client, et cetera, majority of people don't have a stat model, number one. Number two, if they do, it's probably not a great model or they're going to have to do a lot of subjective handicapping. So to tell somebody you need to beat closing line value, you're going to have to play games early, and that in, that would imply if if the majority of people that are wanting to get better at this business don't have a model, you're basically telling them to guess at games. Because if a line is plus eight, I mean, do they, you know, what 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 should they do? Should they play the mind? I mean, you. Hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say. The point is, is that telling people to beat closing line value without any kind of model is basically irrelevant because it, it would imply they would need to guess at a game. Okay. And now let's look at a real live example because the whole premise behind beating closing line value is if you don't beat the line, all the value is going to get sucked out of the line. And because that line is going to move on the spread, you might potentially lose the game because you didn't beat the closing line value. We're going to look at Tuesday, December 6th, NBA, Tuesday, December 7th, NBA. And I'm, uh, and some of you might be riding in your car or wherever, hanging out. And I'm going to go through these lines with you. Detroit, Opened up, they were plus eight and a half. It closed at plus seven and a half. All right, before I do that, the way that I learned this business, closing line value is not really part of the premise of what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is majority of the time, I want to wait to see how the market reacts to that line to see if that line moves in our favor. And if the line is a subtle move and it's late, that is an indication of sharp movement. And if we're if we have value on that team, other situational angles, then more times than not, that would be a play. That's what I learned from Bob McCune. Now, Bob McCune had a model, right? But he wanted to use line movement to his advantage. And if you play early, then you've basically eliminated the value of reading and watching what the line does. 
Now, the advocates of beating closing line value will say, well, you're going to lose value and potentially lose the game. Well, that's actually incorrect. And I'm going to prove it to you here real quick. So Detroit, so what we're going to do, let's forget closing line value. Let's say you knew nothing about, okay, we've already talked about somebody giving you advice, hey, you need to beat closing line value. That's one of the key um, strategies for sports betting to win in sports betting. you got to beat closing line value. Well, again, if you don't have a model, all you're going to do is you're guessing at the game. Where the way that I teach, that I learned from my mentor, even if you don't know anything about the game, you can wait late as possible, see what the line does, see where the line moves late, and let that help you to influence which direction to go, which direction to wager. And let's look at the last two days, those two days, December 6th. We'll start with Detroit. Detroit was plus eight and a half. Line closes at plus seven and a half. So clearly we would see that movement. And what does that mean? We play Detroit. Detroit wins 116-96. to 96. Next game, Cleveland Lakers. Line was minus four. It moved to minus five and a half. That favors Cleveland. This was the game that we had in our model that was minus 19 and a half. And that's a prime example because whether the line was minus four, minus five, minus five and a half, even maybe minus six, my model was minus 19 and a half. So wherever the line was, four, six, wherever, I still had value via my model. And we don't consider playing games unless we have significant value. So what, wherever it moved, it was basically irrelevant. However, getting back to what we're talking about now is just using line movement to your advantage and not playing games to beat closing line value. If you knew nothing about this game, the line moves from four to five and a half in favor of Cleveland. That's the indication that that line favors Cleveland. And if you did play Cleveland, they won 116 to 102. Next game, Denver-Dallas, line was four and a half. It closed at four and a half. And if you don't know this already, if there's no movement in a line, that favors the favorite. Favorite loss, Dallas won that game. So that particular day, Tuesday, December 6th, if you just follow line movement, you go two and one. Meaning you beat closing line value in none of those games, but you would go two and one in your wagers. Okay. Let's move on to December 7th. I'm recording this podcast on December 8th, so this was yesterday, so you might recognize some of these games. Clippers Orlando opens at Orlando plus 7, moves to and closes at plus 6.5. That favors Orlando. Orlando wins. Next game, New York opens at minus 2, closes at minus 2. Line doesn't move. That favors the favorite. New York wins 113 to 89. Next game, Toronto, LA Lakers. Line opens at minus eight, closes at minus 12. That's a huge line swing, right? Closes at minus 12. Toronto wins 113 to 126 and covers the minus 12. Next game, Charlotte, Brooklyn. Uh, line moves from Brooklyn from nine minus nine and a half to ten. That favors Brooklyn. Brooklyn won, but they lost the cover uh, one sixteen to one twenty two. Next game, Washington Chicago. Line stays the same. Chicago minus five open. Chicago closing at minus five. They win, but didn't cover. Next game, Oklahoma City Memphis. 
Line opens at minus seven, moves to minus eight and a half. So that favors Memphis. Memphis wins and covers 123 to 102. Next game, Detroit, New Orleans. Line opens at 10. New Orleans closes at minus 10 and a half. If you'd have played New Orleans, that would have been a loss. Next game, Milwaukee, Sacramento. Lines opens at minus six and a half. Milwaukee closes at minus six and a half. So there's no movement that favors the favorite. Milwaukee wins and covers 126 to 113. Next game, <laughs> Minnesota opens at minus three and a half. Moves to minus five and a half. So that indicates a potential play on Minnesota. Minnesota wins and covers 115 to 120. Close one. Next one, Golden State, Utah. Line opens at plus six and a half. Golden State closes at plus five and a half. That favors Golden State. Golden State lost, but they covered. And then finally, Boston. Phoenix line, op- line opens at plus one. Phoenix closes at minus two. Phoenix Phoenix lost 125 to 98. However, if you were keeping up with that, just playing games based on the late line move, you would have gone seven and four for December the 7th, two and one the previous day for a grand total of nine and five which is a win percentage of 64% following line movement the way I teach. As opposed to giving people the advice, you got to beat the closing line. <laughs> That's the reality, folks. And again, I'm in, in the sharps that are advocates of beating closing line value, they probably have, to their defense, they probably have a good model and they realize that they should play the game early. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my point is, if you just give out beat closing line, you got to beat the closing line to be successful in this business, it's bad advice. Because you're sort of taking it out of context. However, I could teach somebody how to read line movement to recognize that it's sharp line movement, not have a model, not know anything about the sport, and be pretty darn successful. Now, here's another reason why closing line value is overrated. In all of these games I just mentioned, every single one of them, the number of games that you would have lost because you waited and played after the line moved, zero. I'm going to repeat that. The number of games you would have lost or the line moved, you know, from like, whatever that was, you know, minus six to minus six and a half to minus three and a half, minus five and a half, the number of games you would have lost because you didn't play the the, the earlier number, zero. Zero. <laughs> so, again, back to the original premise of this podcast, closing line value, beating closing line value is extremely overrated. Now, I'm going to defend closing line value. Let's go back to that previous example that I mentioned with the money line. Now it's very, it, it has much more value and meaning and makes a lot of sense. If you're running a business to think about closing line in terms of a business and profit when it comes to money line. And here's why. Remember that example I said at the beginning of the, the podcast, if Montreal was plus 140, the line closed at plus 120. Let's say you follow the line movement the way that I teach. You're going to wait to see if that line moves in our favor before we play it. So it 
opens at plus 140, closes at plus 120, you play it at 120. So you're basically losing 20 cents of value. Now let's assume for a second you're a sharp and you're wagering, a, let's just make it simple, you're wagering $1,000 per game, all right? In that particular example, and let's say Montreal won, well, you would have won $1,200, right? If you would have played it early, and again, that's predicated on the fact that you would have to have a model, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, just for the sake of trying to understand this, if you'd have played it early, you would have won $1,400, $200 difference. If that happens 50 times in a year, that's 10000 extra dollars to your bottom line. So my point where closing line value probably has more of a valid argument would be as it relates to money line. Right. But still, even in that example, like if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, well, MG, are you advocating to play money lines sports early? I'm not because again, I, st- I still want that benefit alignment because if you play early, let's say it's NHL, you're not going to know who the goalie is. You're going to be susceptible to injuries, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule, and I might play a game early every once in a while, and sometimes I do, but I generally have a reason for doing that. But I just wanted to make that point that it probably has more relevance with regards to money line. Now, let's switch gears and talk about NFL and closing line value. Now, in NBA, one of the reasons why that line movement didn't hurt us in all those games, that was a total of 14 games. And the line movement, we didn't lose any games to line movement because we played late and had zero closing line value or negative closing line value. The average margin of victory in NBA, 11 points. Okay. So, you know, these smaller numbers really don't, don't come into play as much. However, when we're talking about NFL, here is an example of where I think it has a lot of relevance. Most important numbers in NFL, I know we've heard this before, and if you're new, majority of NFL games end in a margin of three. Second most popular number is a seven. So let's say... Like for me, this I did this in old days. I don't now, but I did in old, day, old days. Let's say you run your model. You've got a minus three line. I, I'm sorry. You run your model. Your model says minus eight for, let's say, New England Patriots. You have New England Patriots minus eight. You run your model on Tuesday, whenever. You go look at the sports book. Sports book line is minus three. Now, in this situation, if you felt really good about that game and you handicapped it situationally, had value, it might be advantageous to play the minus three because if that line moves to minus three and a half, what happens now? Well, they got to win by a touchdown. There's there's only three lines in NFL. There's a coin flip game, which is anything, um, you know, a 50-50 game. I'm sorry, yeah, anything from three and under is basically a 50-50 game. Now, once a line gets to three and a half, in order for that favorite to win, they got to score a touchdown. And then anything above seven is a two-possession game. So you have 50-50 games, a touchdown, two possessions. So essentially, there's only three lines in NFL. But my point is, if you feel good about that game, 
you would want to play it at minus three and would want to play it as soon as possible because once it moves to minus three and a half, that line's that line's basically minus six and a half. Right? Because in order to cash that wager, they're gonna to have to win by a touchdown. So the argument for closing line value in NFL is a lot more relevant than it would be for a spread sport like college basketball or um, NBA. So again, just so I don't have get any kind of crazy emails, I'm not saying that it's not important, but I do believe that it's extremely overrated and overvalued because, again, I, I just proved it to you. If you would approach line movement, I could take a total beginner and teach them the concept of waiting late and analyzing line movement and moving in the direction the line closes. If it's subtle and it's late, basically an easy way to identify sharp movement. And if you follow me for any length of time, you know this is what I learned from my mentor. Sharp movement is late and it's subtle. So, for example, that first game we talked about Orlando, line opens at seven. Let's say 30 minutes before the game, it closes at six and a half. So it was late and it was subtle. It only moved a half point. Whereas if you tell people that the key to being successful in this business is beating closing line value, then they have to play games early. And if you, in order to play games early, you're not going to get the benefit of line movement, number one. And I just showed you more times than not, it really doesn't help you per se. So anyway, that is a wrap on today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it and uh, extremely excited to continue this uh, podcast series. Hope you guys have a good week and we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the premiere episode of the Underdog Sniper. SMG here. Two new programs we're going to launch. We have a stat model building program I'm going to launch where I'm going to teach you how to build stat models and also have a coaching program where you're going to get one-on-one coaching with me via Zoom. If you're interested in either one of those programs, shoot me an email. Email is very simple, mg at mgcovers.com. Just say, hey, interested in the stat model program or interested in Zoom coaching, and I'll send you the details as soon as they are released. Yeah.